0: hello everybody wow ufc 260 is in the books and god damn it was a good show Uh, we don't normally get it with the with the main card uh, ufc pay per views but we got some highlight reel knockouts let's hit that intro Hello, everybody. I am Mags, and with me, as always, my son Carlos, who uh, needs to maybe lower his chair because uh, his head's cut off on the screen. <laughs> How are you, Carlos? I'm not too bad. How's yourself? Yeah, uh, knackered. It's half past five <sighs> in the morning here in the UK, but uh, we've just finished watching one of the the best UFC number per views in a long, long time. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I just want to remind you all that uh, Shooting the sportsish ish now has a Patreon. Uh, you can go and join that at patreon.com uh, slash shootsportsish, where from just a, a dollar a month, you can get some amazing um, extra content from the guys over at uh, Shooting the Sports-ish. So definitely uh, go and check it out and... Uh, and subscribe.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. It helps us out every time you do that. Obviously, if it we take off as a as a network, obviously we all can actually do it full time and we can all actually do our dreams in, in journalism.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So let's just quickly run through these uh pre Carlos. Uh they started the card with uh Mark Andre Barry Barrio uh with the very late uh knockout in the third round. I think with four seconds to go against Abu uh, Azateo, uh, if you remember, uh, snuck a bag of potatoes into Dubai, uh, which uh, a lot of people say those were probably were potatoes. not potatoes. <laughs> <were> potatoes. <laughs> why, why, why would you
2: sneak a bag of potatoes? And it definitely was not potatoes in that bag.
0: Exactly. Then we had three decisions in a row. We started with Omar Morales again, decision against Shane Young in the featherweight division. Then uh, a decision in the lightweight division where uh, Mikel Alexichuk uh, picked up the win over Madeskas uh, Bukaskas. I always get his name wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, in the welterweight division, uh, uh, Abu, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov uh, got the decision against Jared Gooden. The uh, the feature prelim was Alonzo Man, uh, Manfield uh, getting the first round sub against Fabio Chirant. Uh, then we went into uh, the main card. Uh, this card it did have uh, originally have two title matches on, but unfortunately Alexander Volkanovski's uh, match was called off due to part of his team getting COVID. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with just five fights on the card, and God damn, they were worth it. So we opened up in the lightweight division with J-Mate Malarca taking on Karma Werber, and we opened up with a 46-second uh, KO Carlos. Um, Malarke straight away, um, he just took he just took control from the very first second, firing in uh, the, the quick combinations in and out. Kamwendo uh, has kind of had the really up and down UFC uh, career so far. I think this is like his fat. He's had two uh, really big wins, uh, some like uh, highlight real knockouts, but then when he doesn't turn up and perform. He gets absolutely embarrassed, and he got embarrassed today. Uh, he, uh, he he land, he was landed with a, a leaping left to the chin, uh, which absolutely uh, cleaned him out. And uh, and the best thing about this fight for me was the way Karma went to the floor. I mean, I I don't really want to mock someone being knocked out, but this motherfucker went down like a <coughs> flare where it he <laughs> took about four or five balls. steps and then went down. Uh, Malarkey with a, a, a classy, classy win, uh, 46 seconds. Calls. What did you think of it? Oh, honestly, I fucking forgot. I need to go back and watch it. I'm still in <laughs> shock of what's
2: not long just happened, literally. But, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I understand this has been a, a monumental uh, pay-per-view, uh, but, yeah, um, uh, Malarkey really kind of making a name in that lightweight division. Um... That, and that was actually his first win. I think his, his first two fights were both losses. Uh, then we went into the only women's fight on this main card uh, in the flyweight division. Gillian Roberts breaking the, the record for the number of uh, flyweight fighters in uh, uh, flyweight fights in for, for a single fighter. And she took on the, the, the big hitter in Miranda uh, Maverick. Um, first round, Oh, Gillian just couldn't hang uh, with Miranda. Uh, Miranda's uh, shots were coming from absolutely everywhere—straight uh, punches, hooks, kicks. Um, Robertson really kind of struggled in this first round to find a range to be able to uh, to uh, combat uh, the the, the offense of Maverick. Um, she just had more um, snap, I suppose, more energy. Uh definitely more volume. Um in 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 periods, it, it looked like uh Robertson was going to be lucky to get out of this first round. Uh she did end up getting took down with a with a trip, uh, but uh was back on her feet pretty quickly. Second round, and you could tell that uh she used that that uh Din Thomas um training, and uh that's a, a, a cheap plug for uh going back and listening to one of Carlos's uh five-round interviews where he interviewed uh, uh, Dean Thomas recently. You can go check that on uh, Shooting the Sports' YouTube page. Um, a really cool and frank interview from uh, Dean Thomas. Um, but in that second round, uh, I felt that uh, Robertson really turned the game up. Uh, she, she went to what uh, has been really successful for her. She uh, got the got quick takedown, was able to control Maverick on the ground for, for long periods. Uh, struggled a little bit to, to get in position uh, uh, to, to take in the back, but was able to transition and really kind of control Maverick, and um, eventually worked and got that back. Um, but Maverick was able to to really stay calm and collected um, and was uh, able to, to just get out of it in time, peel away, got back standing. Uh, knew she'd maybe have lost that round, so she came out and landed a few shots, Um Going into the third, um, it was then Maverick who, who thought, "Yeah, I'll start playing the ground game and really turn up." And for me, this was more impressive because it showed she's got levels to her game. Uh, this is not something that she needed to show in the first part, but she certainly showed that she's more than comfortable hanging both on the feet and on the ground. Uh, and she really dominated um, uh, Robertson in this third round in, in terms of keeping. She kept her on the ground for pretty much all of the round. Um, uh, such a, a dominant wrestling performance, uh, such a dominant um, uh, striking performance in the first round. I was surprised that the judge, two of the judges gave the second round to Maverick because I felt that, that Robertson dominated that second round. But uh, Maverick still pulled off the victory, well-deserved victory, and uh, she's definitely going to be making uh, some impact in that flyweight division.
2: Definitely, you can tell she was a bigger fighter coming into the fight. Obviously, I in favour of Juliana. Um, like I said, go watch the interview with Din Thomas. Some good, uh, knowledgeable, in, um, content you'll get out from, especially from that interview. And Juliana Robinson is one of his fighters. So obviously, I was definitely rooting for her. And unfortunately, she didn't get the win. And she was doing the right stuff. You can tell it's just she just wasn't strong enough. Like mm-hmm. she was the smaller fighter who. She had. I don't think she had the the, the bigger reach, so she was already under reach. Definitely smaller than her opponent. And then when it got into the the actual exchanges on the feet, she could tech the shots. But then in a way, that's not a good thing because even though she could, she was teching the shots and eating them. She wasn't really giving a lot off of her own. She she didn't have the the time or the the space to get them off. So when she was able to get it to the ground and just simple as trying to get on her back put her arms around and drag her down in a way just try and use her body weight against her um so she was able to do that well and perfectly and try and work to different positions and trying to get her hooks in and take the back and and when she wasn't able to do that she was reversing into different positions whether that trying to go for hard guard or even like i said when you were seeing her pulling on her either just a wrist or an ankle just to put her off balance and to put her off center of motion and center of gravity which is especially in wrestling when you mix your wrestling up with jiu jitsu and Dean Thomas is brilliant at that you've you've got a dangerous game that you that you can potentially play but unfortunately Juliana Roberts was the smaller opponent and she didn't get the win but this is not to say that she's um going to give up she's 25 year old she's been in the UFC now for A couple of years, she's had 10 fights in the UFC. (laughs) Yes, fair enough. It may have been win-loss, win-win-win-loss, but at the end of the day, she's still 25. She's still learning. She's got a hell of a lot. Max Holloway's were in the UFC, what, 19, 20-year-old? Then look at him, a couple of years, he's learning his champion. Uh, Give
0: give her time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've got a couple of comments on... uh, Periscope uh, from Keegan Madouk, um talking about um, Francis and uh, Steep. Here uh, we appreciate the support, Keegan. Uh, thank you for for watching along, and we'll certainly get to those uh, those questions uh, when we when we get to the main event. Uh, but let's go to the middle of the card now. Sugar Sean No um, oh, all the undefeated. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> definitely, <laughs> did, definitely did not lose his last fight. Wink, wink. Um, I mean, the guy. It, You've got to love the colors. I mean, his, his his character is not my cup of tea, um, but you've got to love a fighter who believes in himself so much. Anyway, he was taking on a very dangerous fighter in uh, Thomas Almeida, um, kind of a, um, becoming a bit of a gatekeeper now in that bantamweight division, uh, but still a very dangerous fighter who can beat anybody on his day. And he was he was outclassed by uh, by um, O'Malley. Um, it, it started quite brightly. Uh, Al- Almeida uh, was was finding his range pretty quickly. Uh, but um, O'Malley is one of those kind of like uh, wiry uh, fighters who was able to almost see things like maybe a half a second earlier and he's able to slip a lot of stuff. And he did that quite a lot. But what he is good at is landing shots from absolutely nowhere. Um, and in the in the first round, he really hurt Almeida. Uh, went with a with a high kick, um, landed the left hand. The problem was he believes his own bullshit sometimes so much that he thought he got that that highlight reel walk off knockout. And it, it, Almeida is a, a tough cooker, and uh, it was hard to um to keep down um and that could have that could have been a, a bad move by o'malley um he, he recovered Almeida recovered well but almeida, uh, o'malley was still able to, to throw a lot of shots um went into the second round and, and it was uh a, a stronger round i thought for almeida he was still able to he was able to land more leg kicks uh a couple more um um uh, shots he got he, he did actually trip O'Malley um, early on in the round, but O'Malley was using that that range and that distance and those jabs. Um, he um, there was a point near the end of the round where O'Malley slips, uh, but uh, Almeida wasn't able to to quite get um, uh, get into a dominant position. Uh, but going into the third round, um, I think Sean O'Malley knew he may have made a mistake by not finishing that that first round. Uh, and he went all out. He absolutely just destroyed Al- Almeida in, the, in this third round, uh, landing leg shots, landing punches, uppercuts, uh, and then um, the, there was just a beautiful left hand, and then uh, right hand uh, that just stung Almeida, knocked him to the floor. oh Al- uh, Almeida did want to, he wanted to do the walk off again, mm. but uh, referee Mark Smith said, "No, you've got to carry on." Bad decision by the referee. I don't like that because Almeida was clean out. Uh, so O'Malley does what he's told, lands a, a hammer fist, and that 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 made it worse for Almeida. It, it just put him fast asleep. But O'Malley, back in the win books, 5-1 uh, in UFC, 13-1 and one in his career, wink, wink, uh, never <laughs> lost, uh, but a, a great victory for
2: him. Yeah, absolutely. I love him, man. I don't... I just... He, he sort of grew on me now, especially with his honesty of what he did after with the Wayne show when he was on it and he was saying about how he takes a little bit of persona, uh, persona from like Conor McGregor, the way he sort of influenced his own career and, and made it big with not only with the, the, the flashy the, the flashy finishes and obviously the showing off and obviously the, the, the talking as well, which a lot of people love to see. And they, you do in a way, a lot of people do love to see it, especially like a guy like O'Malley. Has uh, wacky colours. He smokes weed. He, he he plays video games and he knocks people out. He has a
0: very very kind of a controversial podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to go into that because he's yeah. Fuck, I'm scared of Megan. Mm. So but yeah, but it, yeah, it's with him taking the victory now. In the fact, fair enough. but the walk of KO, a lot of people are probably going to jump on him saying, "Oh, look at you, you." You you are doing that. You think you're better than you are, and but then just take it in a way of you're in the 21st century. Look at how much that would have gone absolutely viral for everyone's phone, mm-hmm. just him yeah. just doing a, a like he did with uh, Eddie Jawman yeah. and uh, Eddie Wardman for yeah, Wardman. like he did with him, where it was just a faint uppercut and then it was just overhand uh, right, and it was just an absolute beautiful walk of chaos. So imagine if that happened again, and that's what Dana wants to see. That's what the UFC wants to see. And the end of the day, that's gonna that's going to get him a um, guarantee. If we were to watch Dana White uh, and see what he says, guarantee Sean O'Malley gets a bonus from that. And yeah. I wouldn't expect him well, to. Two, he essentially,
0: he should have two because he did two walk off uh, knockouts. Well, yeah. He, he won't he, fart.
2: He said he got two finishes in one fart. Um But then uh, again, that answers the question is his legs as fucked as we think they are? Is his ankles messed up? I don't think they are. He was throwing them well in the fart. Fair enough. Uh, we was always saying in the gym when you're throwing uh, leg kicks or throwing body kicks, or the head kicks especially, you always want, you want to make sure that you're not just throwing your leg and letting it go jelly and letting it go over the place. Mm-hmm. You want to be controlling it, yeah. tightening it and especially if you're, if you're not tightening your, your ankle up and you're, and you're hitting some You're going to yourself more damage. Yeah, you potentially could just break it and it's at the end of the day you are finishing your cell and it goes short. O'Malley uh, wasn't, I was kicking perfectly in the fight, but not only that, I, I saw him in the fight, he was touching his cup a lot, like a hell of a lot, just touching his cup, whether that like just being adjusting it or just physically putting his hands down just to touch his cup and maybe that's one thing that he'll, he'll look back on his coaches and be like, oh, a little habit that we will, will get that out of it, but if I were uh, Thomas, I would have.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas?
2: I'm no professional fighter, but Father Thomas, I, if I picked up on that, it has got Eden. And mm-hmm. he never capitalised on it. Not once did I see him in the fight, him going, I'm going to wait for him to piss him out with his cup, and then I'm going to shoot him with a once. And he never he never did that, which were bizarre to me. But it, again, Sean O'Malley is one of these fighters where you've got to put pressure on him, because if you don't put pressure on him, he's got room to work. He's yeah. already a lean fighter, as it is, and he's already tall and... He's already got them spider arms that'll reach you from other end of the building. So he's one of the factors you have to put him up against the cage, pressure him, take them legs away from him. Wrestle him if you have to, but again, he's dangerous with that. He's a grappler as well, he's a mixed martial artist, he's well rounded. He's a he's a young uh, guy coming up. How old is he? Twenty three, uh, I think. No, he's not twenty-three. I
0: don't I don't think he's that old.
2: He's in his twenties. Let us know in comments how old he is. Um, but yeah he's only young so again he, he's another one who's got a learning curve and all, all, just hopefully with this win the way he wins the way he won sorry hopefully he not get too big-headed like he did with his last one and, and...
0: You, know, you know that he is going to yeah you know but... he's
2: gonna <laughs> he probably is going to and he's he's probably going to get hated for it but I reckon if he if he doesn't become a prick of it or too much of a prick of it I reckon he will actually keep some of his fans and it'll do better for him in the long run. He's 26 anyway. Oh, 26, really. So, yeah, he's only young. So, he's he's still got time to improve, still got time to learn. Um, But, yeah, congratulations on the win and what a good win for him. Just hopefully, I'd like to see him champion in the future. Obviously, if you were to, say, put him up against the champion now, he'd, he'd get absolutely because that's all he looked for is the finish. And sometimes at the elite level, you can't just look for the finish. Because As soon as you start looking for the finish, that's when you'll get basically put out. You leave
0: yourself open. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some, uh, some uh, love from our uh, Twitter and YouTube uh, fans here. We've got Tanner, my uh, tag team partner from uh, Radio Tech, so I'll be speaking yes, to him tomorrow. He said tonight was uh, full of nasty knockouts. Or should have finished the fight uh, in the first. Absolutely, but he still got it in the end. Yeah, two highlight real knockouts in, in one fight for him. Um, my dude Ray Cash, uh, Rance Morris, has put refs have got to figure out what a, a stoppage and what is not. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's been one of the banes of, of, of this show for us uh, refs not. Uh, protecting the fighters enough for me. That's Absolutely, that's their yeah. main job well, in, in, the, in the octagon and it's not happening enough for me. I, I, it's not happening enough.
2: Uh, I went before the UFC uh, 260 event, I went a couple of hours before the event, I went live with my guy, uh, Emmanuel, from Prospects and one of our conversations we had were about the referees and about how you know, judges work and doing the 10-8 rounds and scoring the fights and going into all that sort of stuff Go and give it a listen to, but yeah, it's, uh, it's mad how they need some retraining there. Obviously, you've got the people, you you're good referees, your Mark Goddard. I don't know what's happened with John McCarthy. He's doing a lot of commentating, but I wouldn't mind seeing him a lot more in the octagon. I think he's got
0: an exclusive deal with Bellator
2: Yeah, he's doing a lot of commentary work, but I, like I said, I wouldn't mind doing it because Irv uh, Dean, he were one of the best, and I agree with Dan Hardy. A lot of people are giving Dan Hardy shit, but fuck you, he's he's, he's speaking facts. Irv uh, Dean is making a couple of mistakes. Each time we fucking ref. so yeah, you you can't be some shit
0: for just speaking facts. Well, you can, but again, fuck you. So, um, my, my dude, Matt JC has put and Garu has got the nastiest jab. Uh, I agree. Oh, really? uh, we'll, we'll get on to that uh, very, very soon. The next fight hasn't got much talking points, uh, to be fair. And then the last one for now, uh, again, going back to Ray, uh, he says, doesn't O'Malley remind you a lot of killer Kevin Holland? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I, I think uh, Kevin Holland's uh, thing is just having a conversation whilst fighting. Um, and that, that kind of sets him apart from O'Malley for me. For me, O'Malley's just got... So much self-confidence. Uh, he just does not give a shit what anyone else says or thinks. He believes that much in himself. And you've got to be like that. If yeah. you want to be a champion, you've got to have that self-belief. Uh, what you need to do, though, is manage it with uh, being able to take criticism and being able to learn. Uh, I think O'Malley has certainly shown in this part that he took the bad points of, 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 of the loss and was able to rectify and and, and learn on them and, and that's what that's what an elite level fighter is able to do. Absolutely. So let's go into this core main event and uh yeah. I, these kind of fights make me sad. They really, really made me sad because you're seeing the 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 downfall of someone who was an an absolute killer in in these streets tyron woodler uh from his time in Force and from his time as a welterweight champion in the ufc was a murderer an absolute murderer but when you see somebody lose a couple of fights and they get that kind of a self-doubt and they get that um the. the that feeling that they just don't want to be there, that the, the, the sport has passed them by, um, I felt that he had that in the last fight um, and he certainly showed it again in this fight. Uh, Vincente Luque, I, 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 I like the guy. I think he's a really talented fighter, but he's he's definitely kind of um, a, a gatekeeper, a mid-card fighter. Uh, and he absolutely schooled Taron Woodley in this part. Uh, we started off at the beginning, and Woodley, he showed a little bit of passion in that fall. He started
2: fast. Yeah. He started fast, well, and he, he hasn't did. done that in a, in a hell of a He hasn't done that lot. since being champion. Yeah, he hasn't. He's Literally, was as stu- straight away, the bell went and met in the middle, and Woodley, double under straight away, and we just pushed him up against the cage, and you could tell he wanted that takedown, and... Mm-hmm. He made a statement before the fight um, basically saying about how he knows he's lost. He, he understands he's losing. He can sort of, when you're in there, you're in autopilot, especially when you're in fighting, when you're at the biggest stages. Your body sometimes does go into autopilot, and that's what he admitted that his body did. And it was watching himself lose, and he didn't want to do that anymore. And the one thing in his head that he needed to come up, get over is no one's scared of that right end of his anymore because everyone knows how to beat him, everyone knows how to back it up, no one's scared of it, because the only thing with Woodley, when when he was fighting, it was his big right hand, and his power double, and every time he was doing that, it was always back up, back up, back up, mm-hmm. the back foot against the cage, and as soon as he felt like, we're either shot with that big right, or shot him with a double, and, and the, uh, the the game's moved on a lot more, from just it, fighting people like Josh Costec, where that sort of In, stuff in the
0: first two minutes of this fight, um, Luke proved that, that those are defendable because he avoided quite a few of those big hands from Woodley, and when uh, Woodley went in for the for the shoot, Luque was able to to defend it perfectly, uh, and that's what put uh, Woodley in trouble because he was driven to the fence. But well, the game the game just
2: evolves too much, and the the one thing that put Woodley in trouble is the fact is he was he, he did what basically Francis did before he's learned a lesson. He just, he's gone out there and he's looked for the finish and mm-hmm. he's dropped his hands and Le just been able to jump on that and crack him and that's exactly what's happened he's got. In a way, he's got his confidence back but he's overconfident. He's thinking, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to make a statement, yeah. I'm going to probably pick him up, I'm going to slam him on his back, I'm going to take control, I'm going to either sub him out or I'm going to TK over punches. That's, in his mind, that's probably what's going to happen. Dan, do not set his as defence. Coach, I honestly love your game plan but I think Woodley's done he's absolutely done I don't think he's got the the, the passion the, yeah I don't think he's he got it. the passion for it anymore and especially when you're not just training for a title if you're training for like this and you I can just tell how much training he's put into it and for him to put his best because that was his best that he's not he's not going to get better than that he's only getting older he's not getting younger he's no. not going to get stronger he's, everything now is just is going down He's... He's been on top of the world and he's lost it and it's going to be a hard road for him to get back. It's his last part on his contract. I don't believe he retires. I just don't want him to be one of there. it's that like, right, Being in a reigning champion to four losses in a row and then keep just losing and losing and losing and getting on hopes of, oh, I'm still one of the greatest in the world. It's like, no, you're not. At this point, no, you're not. You, you need to think about is it worth getting smacked in brain? Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Put him up against Usman now. Put him up against, uh, not, not, yeah, Usman. Put him up against Usman. Put him up against Colbert. Put him up against Burns. Do you see Woodley winning them farts
0: after well, this one? Well, no, because he's lost to all of them. Exactly. So he's. The, the, I, I'm, you could put him up against anyone in the top 15 and you wouldn't back Woodley to win. Uh, anyway, let's just let's just quickly go over the finish. So basically, he uh, he was uh, cracked with a, a big left, which uh, sent him uh, stiff legging it to the the, the cage. He, how he uh, stayed stood up was absolutely unreal because his legs locked. He, he was basically they were just wooden. Um, he was he grabbed the cage, which is something I'm surprised he didn't get pulled by uh, with the ref. Uh, that kept him standing, uh, which gave uh, Luke the chance to to take the the, the fight to the ground, <laughs> locked in the dash chalk, and and the fight was was pretty much over. I assume you're laughing at some of these uh, these YouTube <laughs> comments, so we'll quickly go through them again. Uh, we have got Majesty coming back with a. Uh, Woodley needs to hang it up. He's getting to the point where Chuck Liddell was at at the end. He just doesn't have it anymore. I fully agree with you, uh, Mark. Sometimes fighters just don't realise when uh, the, the sport has passed them by. Um, I think Woodley is realising that because he's, he's just not shown the effort uh, or the passion in his last couple of fights. But, yeah, um, it, it looks like he's going into, into that stage for me. Uh, then we've got ray oh you <laughs> <laughs> that's me that is very mean. Fucking nuts. Uh, we've got uh again coming back uh with woodley's career is over so sad to see the thing is i think if ufc career <laughs> might be over i don't think he's fine is over i don't think he'll he'll just pack in yet um i would not be surprised to see him uh, show up in bellator but, yeah care. this this will
2: literally this is one last uh, one last loss before a title shot in Bellator. That's with literally, that meme that goes around with fighters like that where it's like, oh, they're one more loss away from a title shot. He's literally one more loss away from a title tar- He's got his loss. Mm-hmm. He's de- you're definitely going to see him having a title shot in Bellator. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say he'd go to one, I'd push it, PFL, anywhere else. Yeah, the Bellator? Be- yeah, Bellator, I, couldn't, I couldn't see him going to
0: anywhere. Mm-hmm. Personally, I couldn't see him going to anywhere else. And then uh, another one from Ray's pub. Uh, by the way, Luke versus Nate should be for the BMF title uh, 2021. Do you know what? This is the second wow, time. Usman's the BMF champion. Usman. <laughs> Usman <laughs> Booked the piss out of Masvidal. um Luke, uh, this has been like the second or third time that Luke has called down Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz has absolutely ghosted him. Just, I don't think he's on uh, name level uh, with Nate Diaz, uh, to be fair. I know know. I'd, I'd say so. he's just, Fan level, I dare say it could hang with him, but I mean, uh, Ned Diaz is a huge name. I understand why he's done it. He's obviously, he's one of his training partners.
2: He's... And one of his... Yeah, one of his training partners is Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns, is obviously in that in that sort of picture with Colby and Udman to fight for the belt. And then you've... If he were to get up there and get into that title picture, he's then got to... It will have to... It's inevitable. It's going to have to fart. He will have to fight Burns at some point, whether that be for the bell or the number one contender for the bell. So it's it's going to be up there. So shouting Nate Diaz out, that's a, a, a money fart, definitely, because uh, people, yeah. are, people
0: oh. are going to pay for Nate Diaz to so watch him as well. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not money. saying he was in the wrong for shouting out Nate Diaz. I'm just saying uh, Nate Diaz is not going to... Um,
2: you won't accept it. he's
0: yeah, not going to acknowledge it because yeah. for Nate, uh, Vincente Luque doesn't uh, give do, him don't yeah. give him one point five million back. Yeah, he don't do nothing for him. He's either if Nate comes back,
2: if if anyone but to fight he Nate, Nate's either fighting Masvidal or.
0: Connor after when Connor loses to Dustin again. Um, so Mark, uh, JC's come back with a, another comment. Uh, Bellator is that I won't retire organization. <laughs> so so Woodley will be there by the end of the year. And I won't oh, retire. <laughs> I mean, I believe I believe you, you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark. And uh, looking at the 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 some of the wealth fight, welterweight fighters in in, 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 in Bellator. There. There is some interesting facts there for for Woodley. To be fair, uh, you've got Lorenz Larkin, obviously used to be in the UFC, but you've got uh, Chidi Jakana, uh, um, you've got Venom Page in there, which would be a, a good name for for intern knockoff. Uh, Paul Daly's still over there at Bellator. Uh, Douglas Lima's there. Um, you've got. I uh, think be the UFC soon. Yeah, I I, I not be surprised. Um Ray is just absolutely bringing the comedy fight today. So he's replied to Mark, his comment about Bellator being the our retire organisation. So he's put, so it's essentially AEW. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the main event. Ah, uh, but well, before we do that, okay. you know who has signed
2: to the UFC? Paddy Pibble from Cage Warriors.
0: Yes, uh, did you see his, uh,
2: his call-out video? He absolutely did. You've got Graham's number. Give
0: him a ring. <laughs> Absolutely, I love Thank him. He's really a throwback to the nineteen sixties. There, Liverpool. Absolutely, I love the way he's done it. He, a lot of people were calling
2: him from Cage Warriors about four year ago, saying, "Why are you not in the UFC?" And I can understand it.
0: He, he said he wasn't ready.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with him. He's done it right. Cage Warriors, fair enough. They're all far He's a big name in Liverpool. He sells tickets for days. Mm-hmm. He has people watching him left, right, and centre. But he's stayed on a smaller show and not picked his opponent, but he's he's fought whoever they've put in front of him and he's he's beaten on a smaller level to where he's just working on his skill set and now he's finally in the UFC and he's gonna make waves in that featherweight division. It certainly
0: is. Uh so after I was rudely interrupted there. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's talk about this main event. Uh what the fact that this oh. car was uh was built around uh, Stipe Miocic going uh, to defend his baddest man on the planet, uh, Tartle, uh taking on Francis Ngannou. These two fought uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, Ngannou was absolutely uh, decimated by Stipe. Um, I, I remembering the kind of like backstory from, from around that far, uh, Ngannou was very... Um, Overconfident, uh, he was a, a st- still a relatively young fighter, full of piss and vinegar. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't uh, train well for the fight. Didn't believe he needed to wrestle because he just knocked falls out uh, left, right, and centre. Um, and he was he was totally embarrassed by that fight. And that fight brought him down to earth. Uh, and he went and changed up his game plan. It wasn't long after that fight we saw him uh, really try with the wrestling. Um, I mean, it was very rudimentary. But you he, he could tell that uh, it was a wake-up call for him and he knew that if he wanted to be the best fighter in the world, mm. he, he had levels to the game to, to add. Uh, and he added those levels uh, today. Um, oh. and, I mean, the, the, the fight was just absolutely <laughs> scary. These are two big, big hitters. And, and Ganu made Miocic look small. In
2: this, in this well uh, he didn't in this game. On. Stipe small he, he only came in at 234 pounds which mm-hmm. when you're fighting at, at that bed, I think their, their maximum you can weigh in is uh, 266 so just the, the weight difference between Francis and here there is, is already off the charts and yeah Jesus Christ Francis who made the adjustments that he needed to do now I saw some holes in his game he can't keep that pace up for five rounds, especially yeah. as champion. Well, now. It was heavy heavyweight after the, yeah, in the first round. Yeah, his mouth were open, especially after he was fast. He reminded me of when Brock Lesnar first came into the UFC with uh, Frank Mir, and he was just his back takes when he was able to move like mm. like a welterweight would in the heavyweight division. And it's like, if he were to keep that up, he's uh, going to be a scary champion. Now... He's definitely going to need to work on his game now. Obviously, he's he's boxing now. Steve is a crafty fighter. He's going to get he's going to get another shot. He will come back and have tricks up his sleeve. Francis, fair fair enough. I'm going to eat my words. I was I was counting Francis out. I thought Steve was going to have him every single round. I just thought that's it. He's going to go in there. He's going to try and knock him out again, and it's going to go like the first round. And wow, he's. He's worked on his, his wrestling, man. That, that sprawl that he, he was able to do, and then just the, the back take yeah. and the punches afterwards. You could tell, Steeper, you could just see it in his eyes from when he first uh, did the sprawl and he basically got back up it, and he was well, like,
0: It beats me on every, every level. And like. now,
2: yeah, it's like now he does. It's like,
0: shit. It's like, how fast were he doing that? I think what surprised me the most, uh, I mean, the wrestling was. was was so good by Engano uh, for someone who's only been really training it for the last couple of years. For him to be able to sprawl against uh, Miocic and then uh, was able to basically control him and, and land those uh, big shots—that was impressive. But for the more impressive thing was me was the patience. He mm. the first the first fight his problem was he went in to, to do what Tyron would did. do. I, did, I tried in, in, in the event. he went to try and knock uh, Stipe out uh, and not take his time and, and, and wait for the openings this is a different kind of animal this is a patient, stalking predator of an animal uh, Ngannou in this first round was it was night and day compared to the Ngannou that faced Stipe the first time, but when he landed the shot, he spun Miocic's, uh, Miocic's jaw Really, really hurt him. Um, there was a, a couple of moments in that first round where it could have been finished there and then. Um, Miocic was was lucky to 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 kind of get out of that uh, out of that first round into the second round. But when he uh, when Ngannou got into that second round, and he just landed a very it was not even a full power jab, just a very light jab, and you could see Miocic's face just. Crumble. Wow, the head kick. It he kicked yeah. him in the
2: head. It's yeah. like, when have you seen Francis Ngannou for a fucking head kick? And it's like, it, it, the skills that he's been able to possess mm-hmm. now, we saw him in one of his last couple of fights a year ago, he picked up a submission, so he was able to add to his game there. And this is a guy who went, who lived for months, homeless on the streets of France, mm-hmm. to five years later, fighting for a title, losing, to then what, another two, three years later? Now becoming the heavyweight champion of the world, and he's been what a professional fighter, been around mixed martial arts for the last 10 years. That is impressive, that is very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's you, if someone were to say to you, He's going to be champion, you'd be like, and if you were to know the sport, you'd be like, No, you're talking shit. You, you, not, not a chance. There's this guy who knows he's a bodybuilder, not a chance. There's a bodybuilder come in and take over the sport like Francis has done. And, but he's been able to do it. He's been able to come in and knock people out who's been all stand-up fighters, uh, Rosen Struick and Alistair Overeem, who were K1 kickboxing world champions, yeah. multiple division world champions, and he schooled them in the stand-up. Amy It's my personal opinion, he's he's still the greatest of all time. He's still the greatest ever. Yeah, Francis may have beaten him, but it's going to take Francis more title defences. You know who's going to be next for Francis?
0: Now, is there's only one man. We have a we have a couple of comments that we got <laughs> earlier on in the in the show uh, from uh, Keegan Maduke. Uh He just put a, a trilogy uh, going for the Francis and A trilogy. I think that happens. I don't, think I don't think it happened straight away. Um, we've got some more uh, comments. No, uh, he's he's going to be
2: suspended for about 200 days, just after the last amethyst at Francis, Not even yeah. the knockout punch
0: that made him snap his leg. Yeah. It was the amethyst that yeah. came and, yeah. and chopped his fucking the, head off. The way uh, Miocic <laughs> went down and his knees just buckled, he's definitely got some uh, MCL issues there. Uh, he'll, he'll be out for a while. Uh, we've got some more comments uh, in, in, the, in the chat. Uh, we've got Rance. Uh, all jokes aside, shout out to Africa. We've got Ngarnu Jones and Izzy. Um, Jones African. Africa? No, he's, he's saying Ngarnu versus Jones and Izzy versus Whitaker should, oh, okay. should be in Nigeria, uh, basically. Uh, an yeah, African you're contest. definitely going to get that. I think with
2: uh African, you're going to get... Um, you're going to get Francis Ngannou versus Bones representing that uh, main event Can that you imagine card.
0: a three-way uh, title fight? You're definitely going to get
2: it. Um, ...is uh, an Ngardou uh, on an African they've card? Already, they know it's I already money. implied it. They know I already implied it, and they already said if if basically Francis Ngannou was to win, uh, they, that is exactly what the fun of the first thing they do is, they'd sort that card out for Africa. Mm-hmm. You, you'd be stupid not to. You, you've got them all three champions there at a time. Now, when you've already had... Israel Adesanya and Kamara Usman both say it's better to have three champions than it is two, mm-hmm. and then they say it's better to have two champions than it is one multiple yeah. champion. You you do it, the, the time is now to do it. Whether it's yeah. the, the rematch with Stipe, which I highly doubt is going to happen straight away, it's definitely going to be against Jones. You, you do it in Africa. You do the uh, Jones versus uh, Ngarni, as the main event. You do the Israel Adesanya. Cole, um Yeah, core main event, then event then versus... And
0: then Usman, Masvidal. I mean, I mean, that's all right. I mean,
2: I, no, no, I'd say Usman-Colby, because, Colby, that needs to happen. I agree with Ben Aspen. Ben Aspen came out today and he said, Colby-Colby. <laughs> in-
0: that would be uh, Colby's worst nightmare, going, having to fight in Africa. But it would be it, it, it'd be good, because at the end of the day, look at uh,
2: Usman's last uh, performance against Burns. Yeah, fair enough. He, he finished him and he made easy work with him. But in the first round, Burns nearly finished him. And the only person who's really took... Usman to deep waters bar from Burns is Corbin. Now I would say Usman doesn't deserve that title fact. We all know why he's getting the title fact because of money.
0: Masvidal.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, because Mas is getting that title fact just because of money now. Yeah, I think that's what they do with the with that with that card anyway, with Mas and Corbin mm-hmm. going there. But then you've got to look at it as it's the biggest
0: card. You're going to Africa. It was a biggest I mean, continent, and, and and that fan base in in Nigeria is rabid, absolutely rabid. They, it. You it would sell out that
2: day. That's it. You don't just do anyone now. Is that's that's the problem that you face. Who's is he facing if he was to 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 fight in Africa? Who's who's going to top Francis Ngani versus Bones and Usman versus Kobe Two? I mean, the, the obvious fight
0: is Whitaker. It's Gastel, and if he's fucking beats him, it yeah, depends. It all comes down to that fight in that in that division. Uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap up now with uh, some more of, uh, comments, and honestly, you guys have been absolutely amazing with these comments in in the chat. We've you. made this show um, so much more fun. Uh, we've got Matt Jesse coming back with John Jones uh, tweeting, "Show me the money." I saw that oh, a... right after the fight ended. Uh, yeah, that's that's the <laughs> money fight. Uh, <laughs> This is one thing that Dana White was banking on. He was banking on an Nganou win because he knows that Nganou versus Bones sells more than Miotic versus Bonds. Um then we've got Tanner saying, uh, Francis throwing that head kick in the first, looked like one man throwing a tree at another <laughs> <down>. <laughs> Absolutely. And for me, it was re- a really slow-paced kick, but there was just no gain it out of it. his so it, like, like, it, it was just like a, long, like a a caber <laughs> toss. Um, then we've got um, Mark coming back with whose biggest thing was he needed the ground defence and... Uh, He's getting there, absolutely. But not only the ground defence, but the, the ability to turn it's that, that defence well. into offence. Yeah. Yeah.
2: it's not just the defence, the offence. Yeah. Uh, but the, he did do so much stupid there. He did try, and DC had, DC made that point near straight away. As soon as he was defending, and as when he was doing the defensive wrestling, and were able to get back to the feet, he should have got back to the feet and left it there yeah. rather than go to off. Even though it's good that he's showing that he's got offensive. He's also knocking motherfuckers that, out. Yeah, that, that was that.
0: that was him going into uh, early uh, career Francis and Garden mode where it was just all offence. I think he caught himself, didn't he? And he like, reset himself. Yeah, he was patient.
2: He, yeah. he brought himself back around. They were able to keep himself composed and like, hang on a minute, we've,
0: we've got a game plan. We did this in the last fight. Don't fuck up. Yeah, so we've got Tanner with uh, Francis punching Steeper's head from Steeper's back is when the game changed. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that that for me was when Stipe realised... That's when it turned from a fire to a fucking murder. Yeah, A realised his one massive... Um, um, his one massive advantage against uh, Francis was not exactly an advantage anymore. I think he
2: puts a bit of weight. If he, if he does fight him again, I think he don't weigh in at 234. Yeah. I think he puts a good bit of 10 to 15 pound on... You're gonna put that on. It's gonna help you out
0: absorb a lot more of his power. Yeah, and uh, Mark JC said uh, that jab that took Steepers legs out from under him, popped me, uh, and Garnu was scary strong. Yeah, the jab was it was a nothing jab as well, though. That was the worrying thing. That's it was it was a tester jab, like a, a range testing jab, and it spun Miocic and Miocic was just just shot by it. Well, that's it a scary sc- point. You've got Usman now.
2: If you can just go back. It- He's had Usman in his corner. Him and Usman has been spending a lot of time together. Usman has got a scary jab like a piston. He were able to drop the burns of it. He were also able mm-hmm. to drop Colby with it. I'm not surprised um, Francis he has been able to pick up technique from the welterweight champion. And he's not only tech picking up, he's showing that he's been able to use them. He's, he's he just put a fucking
0: belt and killed the man. Wow. And... Uh... The last comment, uh, Ray, <laughs> Oh my god, Covington going to fight in Africa is like sending <laughs> Donald Trump That's to it. present at the B <laughs> B T Hip Hop Awards. Wow, Covington. I mean, it, it's almost a, it would be almost as shocking as the news that came out that uh, uh, Ronda Rousey is uh, is is essentially African American. Oh, that, that came out this week which is just absolutely yeah it's ridiculous oh give me attention shut up you prick <laughs> anyway uh, guys we uh, honestly do appreciate uh, all the support and the love in the chat Uh you made this show really really fun Uh no event next week we actually get a week off for nice. what, the first time since I think yeah. the last time was September, so we've gone like oh. nearly six, seven months without for our, you guys.
2: That's what we uh, get. UFC you. off. So um, subscribe, it's fucking free, mate. It's free. <laughs> follow our stuff.
0: free. cost you nothing. Yeah, definitely. Go and Don't follow Bobby Lera, free. Go and follow Carlos here uh, after that rant on uh on Twitter at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow me at DJ Cover. Follow the show on all social medias. If, if it's not, uh, if it's not Twitter, it's more than likely Carlos will be uh, interacting with you. But uh, he's he's got the the Instagram and the Facebook unlocked. So that's at uh, firegrounds Pod. Definitely go and check out all the uh, content on our networks. We work with some amazing teams. Uh, The guys at uh, Show have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Visionaries Global Media, they've been there since day one. Um, We've got a lot of love for those guys. And then Shooting the Sports-ish, where you get to see uh, us live and in living colour every week uh, bringing this content for you. And and like I said earlier, if if you uh, like what we're doing here, definitely uh, uh, go and uh, give our Patreon a, a, a subscribe over at patreon.com slash shootingthesportish, where we'll be providing you loads of extra little content there. Uh, but for me, uh, this has been absolutely amazing show. I am worn out. It's nearly 7 o'clock. It's bedtime, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and that is the end. Adios, amigos.